Today on episode number 42 of the Marketing Musician Podcast, Tony is sharing some tips that he's acquired over the last three years of being in the band, Runway 27 Left. We're going to hear some more clips from my book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement and Keep Them Out of the Asylum. And I've got a really cool tool that's going to make your website take your Facebook page to the next level. Wait till you hear about it. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got and you just might find your way. Just make the music and you can choose to tell the world just who you are. Bells, gigs, make that dope. Watch that fan base grow and grow. So many tools you can use. So tell the world that's what you're gonna do. Do it yourself, you can't lose. Who can spread the word? Nobody's better than you. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. All right, hello, you marketing maniacs. It is I, your smiling host, Jam and Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement and Keep Them Out of the Asylum, that is available right over there at our website, marketingmusician.com. That's also where you can learn, are you tired of waiting on the web dude to update your website? Are you tired of a website that looks like a bad MySpace page with blinking text and you're like, ah, I need something that looks more modern? Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Go out to marketingmusician.com and, that's right, learn how you can be your own webmaster. I've got a great set of tutorials out there and you can sign up for that class. It's super affordable. Check it out, marketingmusician.com. It shows you all the behind the scenes, all the great tools you can add to your website. And we'll be talking about some of those in the future. Right now, though, you know that a while back I said, hey, we're going to start having open mic nights here at the Marketing Musician Podcast. What that basically means is I'm giving you the microphone. And so Tony from uh, Austria has stepped up to the mic. And uh, here is Tony. He's going to share some advice, and I will hear you. It's, uh, uh, let's see, how long is this clip? It's not very long, but uh, good stuff here. Talking about working with promoters and all sorts of other great things. Take it away, Tony, from runway27left.com. Body. Hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. So this is Tony of runway27left from Vienna, Austria. So this is www.runway27left.com. So it's runway27left.com. And we wanted to seize the opportunity of the open mic feature of the podcast. So we want to talk about the past two of the first three years of our Acoustic Blues Doers activities. And those past two years have all been about the focus on gaining exposure in what some people would call our backyard, namely Austria and Germany, given that we're based in Vienna, Austria. There are a few points we found out about which we would like to share with you. First, live performances are the bedrock of it all if you're in a completely independent project. And staying completely independent was a conscious decision we took right at the start which was three years ago. Second, spent the first two years touring within an up to 1,000-mile circle to spot the best venues and promoters, which will hopefully then become what we call focus venues. 
And this means places where response was good and where promoters, local media, local music fans, all of them have turned into friends. Actually, those venues we would then call upon more frequently in future. And in our case, it's five venues in Austria and six venues in Germany. Third, if possible, enter into strategic partnerships with promoters. This is about thinking outside the box. And in our case, such a partnership developed out of trying to pitch our act to a mid-sized local promoter who happened to attach a hurdle to this. We could play his open-air venue if we helped him organize a two-day mini-festival supposed to sport six acts which would do acoustic blues and folk. And we're actually right in the process of prep work for this event, which will help raise our local profile, definitely, and will take place in late June. Besides, we also realize that it's always good to have a look at things through promoters' eyes, now and then. <laughs> Fourth, let's go to the marketing and promotion angle. What we do is we provide snippets of new content via social media channels once every week. And there's a strong focus on photos, covering our own project, but we also post other matching third-party content, not our content, so we share content others have put up. We come across in those channels. Still, you don't want to underestimate the strength of email newsletters and text messages, which go out to both fans and promoters. We use those tools on a monthly basis. What we also do is prepare and distribute a new full-blown press release at least twice a year, which is then pitched to both online and offline media. Actually, those press releases also come in handy when you do printouts to go with snail mail envelopes for radio pitching because a lot of radio stations still want physical product. We weekly tend to events listing calendars online. They really work to boost search engine rankings in combination with online press release distribution. But of course, we also tend to them because we try to uh, promote our shows. We also realized that in order to be taken seriously by the media, by promoters and fans, you have to have a website, your own website, because just social media profiles or pages just won't do. We assume that you're a regular listener to the podcast, so we won't go into this any further because Dave's been pointing this out over and over again. Then there are things that are specific to our genre. And our genre is stripped down acoustic blues, acoustic blues rock. We're a duo. And we also realize that download and streaming sales are actually insignificant. And this is why we always have batches of CDs with us, which are to be sold at our live performances, kind of out of the trunk. Or if there's a merch booth there, we use that. Yes, our audience still wants CDs particularly to take home with as a token or souvenir after having listened to a performance. Other specific issues are about being open to taking questions about the style. And if you're doing a few covers, people would ask you about actually the background story, the history of that, particularly when, when it comes to blues and blues rock, because there's a younger generation 
starting to attend your concerts and they might not have had the chance to look into the history of blues in the United States or the 1960s British blues explosion. So hope that was helpful. Now enjoy listening to our song Clean Slate, which is all about starting Runway 27 Left, our acoustic blues duo, three years ago. And take real good care. Half an hour.
we go. Clean Slate. You can find them at runway27left.com. Tony, thank you so much for uh, writing in. I apologize for the uh, little weird volume issue there at the beginning of that. Um, got a little surprise there, but that's okay. I uh, want to comment on a couple things he said there. Number one, he went through a thousand mile radius. Wow. I uh, complained last week. I played in a place that was like an hour and a half away. Of course, I'm not doing this for a living, but uh, I do have a, a Tales from the Road. This was interesting. We uh, played at a place up, uh, I'm in Ohio. We played a little city called Geneva. It's up on the Lake Erie. And we actually had a woman who was so drunk. Uh, she came up, um, walked behind the drummer, climbed up on his drum riser and laid down. And then, uh, yeah, we had another guy. It was like all night. It was like people just kept coming up on stage. There wasn't any security in this place. And uh, he sat down on the other corner of the drum riser. And then some woman came up and basically grind him to a nub, which was uh, interesting to say the least. So they were all very, 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 very drunk, which was kind of, in my opinion, a little depressing at the end of it. But uh, Tony, thank you so much for tuning in. But you, you talk about how... Uh, He's working with promoters there, and the one promoter said, look, we need six acts to do this kind of festival kind of thing, this little uh, blues acoustic you know, promotional package. So Tony's working with the promoter there. Always a good idea to do that. I always recommend that wherever you're playing, whoever's there, is there anything we can promote for you? You're going to have your, your microphones up. And so the last place we played, we promoted who the band was. We played on a Friday. We promoted who was on Saturday. We promoted Monday was happy hour, anything like that. Anything you can do to work with the promoter is always a good idea. And again, you can find uh, Tony over at Runway 27. That's the number 27. Runway 27 left. Next up, as much as I talk about how you want to have your website be your hub, there are websites like Twitter and Facebook. Uh, there's Vine now. Have you guys heard about Vine? There's an app for the iPhone called Vine, V-I-N-E, that allows you to uh, do six-second videos that I understand is getting very, very popular. It's, it's actually from the people at Twitter. So it's kind of a video Twitter. And you'd be surprised what you can get across in six seconds. Uh, I have yet to sign up for that, but I've heard a lot about it. And uh, a friend of mine, Robert Chaz Chute, uh, wrote a book about using Vine. And uh, I will put a link to that out in our show notes. Now, everything that we are talking about today, you can find out at our website. Again, it's marketingmusician.com. And if you just go out to marketingmusician.com forward slash 42, uh, that'll take you to everything that we're talking about today. And here's some stats here. Over 40% of all U.S. businesses have a presence on Facebook. So again, you want your website to be there, but don't ignore Facebook. I actually have a page, and I might actually start ramping up things on that. 58% of Fortune 500 companies have a Facebook page. Americans spend over 53 billion minutes on Facebook each month. That doesn't say how many people are on Facebook, but nonetheless... 
and they spend billions of dollars on Facebook every year. And um, basically, Facebook has the power to make your brand go viral if you get the right things on there. That's why if you're posting a video, definitely post it on YouTube. And also, don't forget Facebook. And um, so what this is, it's basically a, turns out to be a WordPress plugin. And it is called uh, WP um, FP. So WP WordPress FB Facebook. And what it allows you to do is drag and drop basically pages into a fan page builder. And I'll have a video again. If you go out to uh, marketingmusician.com forward slash 42, there's a video that shows this in action. But basically you create custom fan, uh, custom Facebook fan page tabs. Um, there's a, uh, it's a drag and drop interface that lets you quickly and basically create um, a page. It, it, it basically allows you to blog. Um, you don't have to do any kind of coding, things like that. There are some built-in templates. And that the other fun thing is there are new kind of built-in viral tools to this that let you run things like sweepstakes. It lets you capture user email addresses and in some cases, auto post on walls. They um, allow you to make great image sliders and embedded videos that again will go on Facebook. And it just gives your page kind of a, a an edge over the competition of other people. I actually need to check into this myself. Um, there are a bunch of short codes. Now, what is a short code? Things like a share button. You just type this little code and it puts a share button on there or a call to action button. And um, it was designed to allow users to basically come up with your own applications. And so if you're kind of, you know, I always say I like things where you don't have to be kind of a a geek. But if you are a geek, you can really go crazy with this thing. It is 100% compatible with both Facebook and WordPress. It actually can be used as a WordPress widget. And... uh it can be used with other WordPress plugins, and um, it's just pretty crazy the uh, things you can do with it. And best of all, um, it does have kind of a drag and drop visual aspect to it, so you don't have to be a programmer. I mentioned um, I'm actually right now I've gone out to their website. They have 12 premium templates, and um, each template is completely customizable. There is a feature called FanGate, and what it does is if you see people where they have techniques where you can't see something until you like it, you know, basically FanGate, this feature makes it so non-fans can only access your, your fan page once. And then once they click the like button, they can see the rest of it. So it guarantees you a lot more likes. Um, that's called FanGate. I'm sorry. Now, FriendGate is different. And it's really, according to their website here, one of the most viral features you'll ever find on Facebook. And what it says is FriendGate lets you reward fans for referring their friends to your fan page. That's kind of cool. You do this by simply creating exclusive content and not letting fans have access until they've referred a certain number of friends who must also try to get access to it. So it's kind of a game that way. And imagine you have some valuable piece of content like a coupon or a free download and the only way fans can get it is by referring their friends who almost who also must refer some of their friends. Um, so it's an easy built-in viral program. Um, sweepstakes, we mentioned those earlier. 
And um, unfortunately, the only way to host one on your fan page is by using these expensive services. You've probably seen those. Well, now this basically lets you do it. It lets you easily create the same professional sweepstake campaigns that the big boys use and almost instantly uh, get, you know, get it on your page. And even better, it lets you set the rules so that each fan's chance of winning increases by the number of friends they refer. They have a whole bunch of gates in this thing. ShareGate is uh, your fans will need to share a message on their wall in order to unlock, unlock feature content. InviteGate uh, is just like ShareGate. This feature locks content and only lets fans view it after inviting additional friends to your fan page. Whatever a, uh, anytime a user comments on your page, a message linking back to your page got posted on, uh, on their wall. Well, that's exactly what viral comments does. It's a sure way to generate massive organic traffic. And then there is this auto wall poster. Let me explain this to you per their website. It says one of the best ways to boost your viral reach is to automatically post messages on each user's Facebook wall. And now with this plugin, you can, and you can specify exactly when you want these messages to be triggered. You know, do, did a user just join your sweepstakes post automatically? Did your user just request access to a freebie post automatically? Did your user just join the contest post automatically? And each message is posted under the user's name. So in other words, when Bob joins your sweepstakes, you can make it so that he automatically posts to his wall, telling his friends about it. And because the post is coming directly from Bob, his friends will be much more likely to pay attention. And that's kind of interesting. I, I, I get worried about anytime we automate things too much because I could see where people are like, hey, I didn't do that. So I'd be careful with that. Um, there is an email list builder that's uh, built into it. And as you might imagine, it works with uh, things like AWeber and MailChimp. So... I guess we should probably just get to uh, the bottom line of this, which is, of course, you know, how much does this thing cost? You ready for this? It's uh, as low for a single site license. It's 27 bucks. If you want to use it on uh, basically everybody's website, if you have more than one website, uh, it's only 39 bucks. So if you're looking for this, go to marketingmusician.com forward slash 42 or just go to marketingmusician.com forward slash WPFB. Because really, I'm trying to explain this, and it is kind of a visual thing. There's some really cool videos uh, that you can see. And if you want to check those out, just go to marketingmusician.com forward slash WPFB. School of Podcasting. Start off with some quick podcast success stories. Again, podcasting is opening doors to people. You're connecting with your audience, so you're getting to know them a little better. Subscribe now at schoolofpodcasting.com. All right, next up, I've been playing parts of the Get Your Band Out of the Basement and Keep Them Out of the Asylum. That's available as an audio book. And so today, I'm going to actually play two sections. I'm going to play uh, track two, Why Should You Listen to This?, and track three, because track two is only like a minute long. And track three is if uh, musicians, do musicians hate goal setting? And again, you can find this by going out to marketingmusician.com. And while you're there, if you just click on books, and you can go down to get your band out of the basement 
It is available as a immediate download as a PDF. And again, you can also get it as an audiobook. So here is section two and three. Why should I listen to this? There are so many different opinions that surround a band while it lives and breathes. Many bands throughout history have imploded due to reasons such as money issues, song selection, dislike or disrespect of other members, the band direction, substance abuse, and lack of success. To succeed as a band, you must work as a team on and off the stage. This audiobook is to educate all the participants in your band so that they have a common goal. The goal of this document is to use my experience and help you avoid the pitfalls that can lead to a group's demise. While this book is aimed at the novice band, I think you're going to find veterans may find some ideas as well. Look, I'm not an industry wizard that is pretending to be the Yoda of bands. I just know I've been in bands that have worked, and I've been some, yeah, that haven't. If you're listening to this, chances are you want to get out of the basement as soon as possible and stay out of the basement. Well, let's see what we can do. If musicians hate goal setting, why do they do it all the time? See, I want to talk about this right here at the beginning. Creating a band is a goal. And as we go through this audiobook, I'm going to be urging you to put things in writing. By documenting your thoughts, you can better focus your ideas. Have you ever lost your car keys and you begin to search for your keys by looking in the obvious places? And if your search goes on and on, you might forget where you previously looked and look there again, thus wasting time by retracing your steps. By writing down your thoughts for your band, you can focus on this goal. If you wrote down where you looked you wouldn't be looking in the same places for your keys. So, yes, I'm asking you to do some goal setting. See, it's funny. If you look at the musician stereotype, well, we're supposed to wake up, I don't know, around the crack of three, we show up late on drugs, we display a laid-back, free attitude, and we're constantly distracted from doing hard work by the ever-present thoughts of sex running through our heads 24-7. Okay, some of that might be uh, true. Most of all musicians are labeled as creative beasts that need a free-thinking environment that we absolutely hate structured goal-setting and planning, right? Isn't that the, the stereotype? Now, if this is the truth, then it's based on a lie. Musicians spend most of their time establishing direction. Hey, who's going to sing that third harmony? We meet deadlines. Practices at 10. You know, have those two songs learned. We evaluate our progress. Uh, Was I flat on the third verse? And so on. We achieve small goals, such as songs. We string them together to achieve a larger goal, such as a a gig. And a gig is nothing but goal setting. There's setup time, there's playing, there's teardown. And it's an execution of small goals strung together to achieve one large goal, of course, which is getting paid. So whoever said musicians hate goal setting didn't look close enough. Now, musicians supposedly also will never use an organizer. However, most musicians have a place where they keep their important numbers, their papers, and important articles, right? It's called the refrigerator. 
Here you find those directions to the gig, phone numbers of clubs, and the Pizza Hut coupon in case you have the munchies. The only problem is uh, the refrigerator, yeah, not very portable. This is where musicians need to take goal setting to a higher level and use tools to sharpen their goal setting skills and then take them to the next level of success. By establishing a direction, a goal, musicians can improve their success rate, avoid failures, and really build some positive momentum. Now, while some think the action of writing down your goals stifles creativity, it really does the opposite. See, since the brain no longer has to remember those little details of what the goal is, it can begin to focus on how to achieve the goal instead. So what's my point? Well, you practice your instrument to sound the best you can on stage. You take lessons. You buy the right gear. Don't overlook the most valuable asset you have. And that, of course, is your brain. By setting goals, staying focused, you can really supercharge your success. If this sounds like a bunch of crap, trust me. I remember when I was younger, I thought it was absolute BS. Figure that's what people in suits do. Try it. Try it. Setting goals outside of using the refrigerator as an organizer can boost your success. Now, the tools I'm speaking of do not necessarily mean an expensive leather day timer and a desktop calendar. You you can use tools that are in some cases already on your computer. If you want to use other tools designed specifically for goal development, there are plenty of software titles and books and, and more really to help you. The first thing you have to realize is goal setting is not a bad thing. Doing a simple goal setting exercise will not turn you into a Tony Robbins clone or have you reciting the seven habits of highly effective rockers. When it comes to goal setting and planning, you've been doing it already. So why not learn how to do it more efficiently in a manner that will unleash your creativity and lead you to success? There you go. I started to uh, jump in there when I was talking about that. Uh, talking about you don't have to have an expensive day timer. Yeah, a lot of the stuff you can do on your phone now. It's amazing. I uh, have I've recently got an iPhone. There's the built-in reminders app. That's really handy. And all those are then cloud-based. There's iCloud where you can go and adjust your. You can have multiple lists. So you can have a list for your band. You can have a list for personal life, things of that nature. It is all there. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Marketing Musician Podcast. If you made it this long, you're probably going, hey, Dave, I don't know if you noticed or not. You didn't make a podcast in February. And, uh, well, I joined a band was the big problem. And uh, I spent all of my waking hours learning, you know, 60 new songs. So uh, things should be going smoother here in the future. I do plan to do these every two weeks. Would love if you have any uh, tales from the road. Would love to hear from those, but uh, we'll be back again real soon with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast. Let me remind you in the meantime that for those who have money, there's therapy, and for the rest of us, there is music. Hallelujah. Stay cool, everybody. See you again real soon.